Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. It's our head, Wes Mitchell and Chris Clark, along with you for an abbreviated version of the show today as we did just hear from Coach Beamer and new special teams coordinator Joe D. Camillus in that press conference a few minutes ago. And a lot of good things there. Um, first impressions of Joe D. Camillus from uh, what you guys were able to hear so far? I'm sold. He says dude a lot, which I like. Cool nickname, Joe D. 34 years in the NFL. Corrected our guy, you on, on that Mike. one. Right. What are you doing, man? Do your and research. Yeah, and apparently worked for his dad's lawn cutting company, mm-hmm. which is, you know, pretty cool too. Yeah, that's earned his way to the top. Yeah, work ethic, grinded. Yeah, I, I I like him. I liked what he said. I thought it was. I thought there were a couple little interesting pieces there. One of them being, I had assumed that this was originally a Frank Beamer connection. And that there's this just meeting of all the great special teams people where they go to have secret meetings together. Sure. And and sure enough, that was that was kind of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've known each other for, for a long time. Frank Beamer and Joe D kind of were the initial um, intro there for Shane Beamer and Joe D. As we talked about before, Joe D. Camillus was a speaker at South Carolina's coaches clinic pretty much this time last year, like last March, I guess. And so... There, there are kind of some connections here. Obviously, the Dan Reeves connection. And so, for, for me, I think it lots, makes a lot of sense. And then just the, the note of, hey, why college? And him saying, look, my time in Texas really made me love the college game and something else we can dive into, the ability to affect the college game. And the NFL special teams, you know, you'll have a punt return for touchdown every now and then. You'll have a fake every now A lot of times the fakes – end up screwing up, I feel like. Special teams in the NFL is really just don't mess up. <laughs> don't lose a game. Right. We've seen at South Carolina, they want special teams to be go win a game, go make a play, go make an explosive play. And I, I think that he sees that in this game, in the college game, there are opportunities to go win the margins via special teams. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting what he... For some reason, I hadn't really thought of that as much. Um, It made sense once he said it, but hey, you know, one of the ways... And and the field dimensions are different, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think Shane Beamer was the one that pointed that out. But just, hey, you might have more opportunities to literally go cover a kick, or you might have more opportunities to actually return a kick. I mean, heck, we've seen plenty of big plays over the course of several years at South Carolina, Xavier Leggett, you know, Debo Samuel, A. Sanders is a punt returner. A lot of the the just memorable plays that we have uh, in our mind here at South Carolina that come to mind are, are of the return variety, and you just don't see a lot of them. I, I think you said, hey, you know, Mike covers se- we covered t- seven kicks against Texas Tech. You don't get that in a season in the NFL, and I don't think he was being exactly literal there. 
But if you go back and look at... close, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably close. I mean, you go back and look at some numbers, there's not many of them. And, you know, obviously, if you're kicking the NFL, you got a pretty strong leg, and they've moved the kick up up a little bit more in recent years to encourage more touchbacks for safety and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it has taken a lot of the returns out of the game, and most punts ended up being fair catches at this point in time um, in the NFL. So, yeah, he has the opportunity to coming to a college game where it is going to be a little bit more emphasized on what they're doing on special teams. And like Wes said, where South Carolina specifically looks at special teams as that third element to maybe make up the difference where maybe you go into a matchup where maybe you're not as good on offense and defense as your opponent, but you're a lot better on special teams. As we've seen, having that one play, that one touchdown, whatever it may be, can end up affecting the game when it comes down to the end. You know, and I think you have to, in the SEC, you have to find advantages anywhere you can. And, um, you know, it's always going to be difficult for South Carolina to out-recruit everybody in the SEC, uh, if not impossible. But but that's that's not just a South Carolina thing. You're, you're playing in the most competitive, you know, league in, in football, really other than the NFL, I, I feel like. So you have to find advantages wherever you can. Beamer, all, you know, going back to his dad, has kind of built it on, hey, we want to affect things, offense, defense, and special teams, not just one area of the game. So this looks like a continuation of that. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Joe D also mentioning, hey, I want to go somewhere where there is time given to special teams yeah. and where there's an emphasis on special teams. And th- that quite literally can mean you only have so much practice time available to you. And in the NCAA, it's it's even more limited than it is in the NFL. How what what percentage am I as a head coach willing to give to my special teams coordinator? We know South Carolina uh, puts as gives as much time as probably anybody in the country. So uh, I think that was probably appealing for him. Uh, I think the there was a good question in there about the recruiting side of things. I'm I'm still if if you're hiring Joe D. Yes, every coach has to recruit, but you're hiring him to go keep your special teams at this standard that has been set. Sure. And so, yeah, everybody has to recruit. That'll be a part of it. But you can just, you can tell. You can listen to him talk for five minutes and be like, all right, this guy knows how to command a room. This guy has a personality. He's um, He works hard. He's serious, but he doesn't take himself too seriously was, was a takeaway for me. So uh, the recruiting part, I don't think you're worried about that at, at all if you're a South Carolina fan. Yeah, and, and I go back to what you said about him going to a place that emphasizes special teams. I thought the comment was interesting that, hey, in the NFL, even though it's a business, like it's a, not a life and death thing, but it, it's serious, right? I mean, millions of dollars, big-time coaches, big-time players, the, the best in the world, you know, in terms of the players. And even Joe D, who, who's been there 34 years, a bunch of different teams, he's, he's scouted teams. He kind of sees what they do. He sees what he's been allowed to do. And kind of came away with the take of, man, like, sometimes I was kind of surprised to hear, like, it's not taken as seriously, mm-hmm. even in the NFL at some places. And, you know, I was I, I listened to or uh, read a little bit of even what the Panthers' new coach, Dave Canales, said. And and I hope, you know, he wins every game every year. I'm a Panthers fan. Sure. And and this, I, I'm kind of nitpicking here. He, he might have not meant anything by it. But one of the things that he said is, hey, we want to be great in both phases of the game. Right, he didn't even go with the coach speak of you know special teams is a third of the game, but like even that, I, I thought of that when Joe D mentioned you know 
devoting time, devoting energy to special teams, and it just kind of, well, okay, maybe he's right with an NFL coach saying that. Well, and as you mentioned, there's kind of been this de-emphasis on special teams over the past, you know, 10 or so years when it comes to the safety of the game, because again, the kickoff's the most dangerous um, play in the game, and they've taken, you know, a lot of those returns out of it. Again, punt returns aren't as prevalent as they used to be, so um, you know, I think a lot of organizations in the NFL can't overlook that because it just doesn't end up being a factor more often than not. But again, in the coaching, uh, when it comes to the college game, you know, you don't have as many touchbacks, you do have returns, and you have, you know, the caliber of athletes. Look at an Xavier Leggett, who was an amazing returner for South Carolina, and said, hey, we'll put the ball in this guy's hands. We think he can, you know, if not run it back for a touchdown, get his good field position uh, more often than not, and, um, you know, being able to play around with that. So I'm excited to see what he's able to do, you know, from that standpoint of, um, you know, getting in here and getting his hands on some college guys to uh, see what kind of special teams unit they can build here. Yeah, and it's one of those things in the NFL, it's, it's not – it's not a thing. It's not a factor until until you screw up sure. and you know until you're the Dolphins and you give up a 96 yard punt return to the Bills. So then you you lose that game, which means you lose the division, which means you're playing in Kansas City in negative six degrees instead of playing in Miami. In the NFL, it's good when you don't know the special teams coordinator's name more often than not. Because if it, you do, it's probably for a bad reason. It, it's kind of like what a, a long snapper is kind of like really. Most of your offensive linemen, nobody really talks about, nobody really said, man, that was a great pass pro set there by that left tackle. We really only talk about those guys when they mess up. And in the NFL, that is kind of what I think of special teams as. Short of a few select plays here and there, of course, if you have a 96-yard return, you did something right Right. as the returner and the, the guys who were blocking for him. But for the most part, it's more about just don't be the team that gives up that 96-yard return. And, and again, in the college game, we're just kind of restating it here, but in the college game, you have those opportunities really probably every single game. Even when South Carolina didn't make those big plays, how many times did Shane Beamer or Pete Limbo come into a press conference and say, hey, we thought we had an opportunity based on film review right. to make a big play in this situation? We'll have more reaction to Joe DiCamillis' introductory press conference as the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Rolls along here on the game, the 107.5 The Game app, and streaming live on the Game TV, sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. We're back in this game, Talk Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, West Metro, Chris Clark, along with you here on the game, Columbia, Florence, Myrtle Beach, 107.5 The Game app, and streaming on the Game TV. Reminder, uh, coming up this weekend, have women's basketball in action on Sunday, taking on Ole Miss. Pre-game coverage starts at 1.30, tip-off to 2 o'clock, and tomorrow you have the men in action taking on Georgia. Pre-game coverage at 12.30, tip-off at one o'clock uh, here, all both those games on the game. Continuing our conversation about what we heard from Coach Joe D in his introductory press conference there. You know, we talked about this yesterday. You have like the Jeff Halfleys of the world that are leaving college football, talking about the CAG nature of it and wanting to get out. And now you have a guy in Deacon Millis who has spent three decades in the NFL wanting to jump in, you know, and he was obviously at Texas this past year, but wanting to stay within college football, joining uh, South Carolina as a um, as a special teams coach. And he went on to talk about that difference between, you know, special teams in college and the NFL. And, you know, sounds like he really thinks he can come in here and have a profound effect on on these games as we expect to have, um, you know, with special teams under Coach Beamer as a head coach. Yeah, man, and I, I think you could just sense his energy as well. That, that was something that kind of caught my attention is just – you know, some some people are kind of just self-starters, and whatever they do, they kind of have a little bit of an edge about it. Everything they do, they kind of got some energy about them. And 
that that that's what kind of caught my attention. And just uh, you know, even the the opening statement there, like, hey guys, sorry, I'm gonna sound like the Oscars here for a second, but I, I need to thank some people. And going by, you know, even you know what, this may sound insignificant, but the even the way he thanked people, calling Ray Tanner Coach Tanner. As the as a new, you, you ever listen to a coach who's new at a place, and they just quite they don't quite get the references for that new college that they're at, sure. the new school they're at, and, and maybe they say something like it's not quite the right terminology for how the locals mm-hmm. say things. But even just to say Coach Tanner, you know, as an acknowledgement, like yeah, he's the AD right now, but he was he's one of the best baseball college baseball coaches of all time, and so he he made his. Um, name as a coach. And, and so I, I I just felt like there are little intricacies you can listen for. All right, is a coach here because it's a job? Which at the end of the day, yes, of course it is to a certain extent. But is a coach legitimately excited to dive in and be a part of the community you have? Which that's, that's important in college athletics. You've got to be a part of this little um, bubble of people that are fanatical about South Carolina athletics. And Jody, you know, who knows how long he'll be here. I don't know if he's going to be here 10 years or something, you know. That's uh, probably not going to happen. But he seems to be where his feet are in terms of just diving in and wanting to be at South Carolina and wanting to be a big part of what's going on here. I I think fans get really – like college football fans don't like the idea of like a hired gun. You know what I mean? Even if it's somebody – who's an assistant coach or like a head coach, if you go to the forums or you go to Twitter, you'll see this thing, that that guy doesn't want to be here. Like, we we want somebody who wants to be here. And I think that's why fans are actually so excited about Shane Beamer getting here. And there's obviously the more important aspect of it is ultimately you got to have success, right? Like, at the end of the day, but when things aren't going as swimmingly inevitably there's going to be tough moments even in an extremely successful coaching tenure sure that's what people fall back on they tend to fall back on body language things like that and and the reason i bring that up is joe d like you said wes he's a guy that is emotional in a good way like he cares i don't think he would have taken just any college job you know you think about what he said about Jeff Banks, who is a good special teams coach and a really good recruiter. Sark, who's done a really good job there at Texas. He's a great football coach, great football mind. And the things he said about Texas and why he was interested in that job and what he learned and what he liked about it, and then why he took the job at South Carolina. You know, Joe D, ultimately, he's going to be judged on what type of job he does, but he's also a guy that has a care factor, I think. And and I think that does matter. It matters in recruiting, and I think it matters in how you connect with your players, ultimately, and that can all affect your results, of course. I think people have to understand that typically with coordinators and more offensive defense coordinators than special teams coordinators, those special teams coordinators like Shane Beamer can end up getting head coaching jobs. Most of those guys are taking coordinator spots with the hopes of taking on bigger jobs, becoming head coach somewhere else. So I don't think the element of they don't want to be here always flies because they're always going to be looking to move up yeah. and do something bigger and better. Um, but again, uh, Dickie Mellis hung around the NFL fell for 30 some odd years 34 years specifically now that we know get it right um i gotta gotta get it right there um 
as special teams coordinator, did actually coach one game for the Broncos when Gary Kubiak was out with um, with an illness there a couple years back. Um, but he seems to be content with being a special teams guy. And again, who knows how he's gonna, how long he's going to be here, how long he decides to coach. But um, you know, take it one year at a time and, and hope the special teams unit can continue to perform at a high level. Uh, I I think he seems like the type of guy that's going to love it here. Um, th- also, the fact that he very very veteran move shouting out his wife oh yes very veteran move and well they've moved a lot over the years yeah and but the the fact that small things again but him mentioning i think she loved college football saturdays even more Mm -hmm. than i did so for for her the the daughter of dan reeves to then uh, be able to go to to games at williams price stadium and is every coach trying to climb the ladder to an extent of course but you know, he's 58 at this point. He's he's done the NFL thing. He that, that doesn't mean some great, you know, next opportunity doesn't come along and he considers it in a year or two. Of course, that's always possible. But uh, he's not 25 and trying to just jump to the very next thing that pops up. So I, I think there there are very much reasons for him to want to possibly just kind of um, ingrain himself in the community here. And and you know, I, I think it sounds like. His wife may be a big part of that as well. So shout out to her, too. I think it sounds like she's going to be among the people at Will, at Willie B screaming at, who does Carolina start off with this Old year? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Don't disrespect the Monarchs. Yeah, I was about to say, I was I waiting on, on you, me Tyler, about to that. see if you were going to say the great, they're something. The, they're the greatest team in the world. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be hyping them up for the next 200-some-odd days. You got to run a fake day one is all I'm saying. Oh, for, first play. Got on, to. On, you know, defer and do an onside kick, play number one. There, Set there, the standard right there. Hey, there is some evidence that Joe D likes to run fakes. Ooh. There was a great a great quote, actually. I did a little story about it on Gamecock Central, and um, the late, great Dan Reeves, actually, he did a radio interview at one point and was talking about it. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll run fakes. Somebody even joked. It might have been Dan that was joking about it, like, when he got the interim job. Yeah. Uh, for that for that stint that like hey if if somebody doesn't talk him out of it like he might want to be running fakes all the time so well uh, i imagine he's gonna look at kai kroger's arm and you know well yeah and and that's that's what joe d had brought up because he when he got to la they had johnny hecker yes who was a very good thrower he was i mean he could have probably played quarterback you know in in the nfl awesome thrower had 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 like a kai kroger-esque record throwing the football and fakes and so joe d was all fired i don't i don't wasn't able to find like how many fakes did he actually end up running, but there there were some in play, and he's got a history of it. And look, I mean, Jody's a he talked about changing the game with special teams. That's going to be a part of it, right? We know Shane Beamer's going to be aggressive on special teams. There's going to be times he's going to go out, and if they score first and it's six nothing, you know, it's the first quarter. And we're going to go for two because right. we like the look. And some people may not like that, but that that's. That's what he does, you know, and I think those two are a good fit for each other from that standpoint. Absolutely. We'll come back and give some final thoughts on what we heard from Joe D. Camillus in his introductory press conference here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on the game, the 1075 game map, and streaming live on the game TV, sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. Welcome back in Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Ed West Mitchell, Chris Buck, along with you. For a few more minutes, quick reminder about our Balls and Strikes Valentine's Day contest, brought uh, sponsored by. 
Hilton Garden Inn your chance to win a pair of tickets to the baseball season opener against Miami of Ohio, February 16th or 18th out of Founders Park. You'll get that as well as a two-night stay at the Hilton Garden Inn right here in Columbia. Also a breakfast and pregame meal supplied by the restaurant within the Hilton Garden Inn as well. Just head on over to 107.5thegame.com and enter for your chance to win the Balls and Strikes Valentine's Day contest presented by our friends over at Hilton Garden Inn. I want to touch on one more thing with Coach Jody. Um, you know, he's asked about his hobbies, and he effectively answered the question, my hobby's ball. And I don't think you can ask for a better que- answer from, a, from any kind of coach when asked what your hobbies are. That, that was probably the quote of the day, I feel like. That, that was a great answer and great quote. And also, you heard him mention part of that. He doesn't play golf because he broke a bone in his neck. And so this was back when he was with the Cowboys. It was 09, I think. Sounds right. The practice bubble collapsed, injured several people, including Jody, and uh, literally sort of broke his neck. And apparently... A little over a week later, I think it's Dallas Morning News, maybe I read this in, a little, little over a week later, he's back at practice with a bullhorn. And a neck ye- brace. Yelling special teams and appa- things. Apparently, he uh, also, like, right around that same time had appendicitis, like, had his appendix removed. So, yes. Yeah. This is a tough... He's just getting after it. This, is, this guy eats nails for breakfast is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. He didn't write... Football didn't, guy? Oh, okay. get him a shirt. He needs a football guy shirt. Um, Didn't mention biting kneecaps, but it strikes me as the guy that might. (laughs) Wrestling champion, by the way. My kind of dude. No cauliflower ear, though. That's good. Means he wore his headgear. Means he follows the rules to at least to some degree. Special teams coach. So very, very specific. That's right. Very rule-based, rule follower. Wonder if he was a skier. He's from Colorado. Mm. Surely. Feel like Missed that was, opportunity. We like could have gone and thing. asked that. Well, clearly his hobbies are ball. I didn't have time to ski. <laughs> Maybe at some point he did, but not these days. Just ball and recruiting. That's right. For Joe D. Wake up, watch you, film. You know, one thing that we did not get an answer to, this'll, this I think will be, I, I'm sensing this as like a preseason media day question, like a more sit-down environment. What is his philosophy on scholarshiping kickers and punters? Ooh. Always an issue. I asked Pete Limbo about that one year when he first got here. And a 15 minute answer? <laughs> yes. I got a very specific detail. It's a great answer. Did you get a history on what a scholarship yeah. actually is? <laughs> I did not. But he did start talking about hey, when, you know, if you're at like Ivy schools or some, some high academic schools like a Rice, you know, it's different sure. than at South Carolina because the, the pool's more limited. Um, and, and, and Limbo's preference. Now, actually, the two guys that he inherited when he got here, Mitch, Mitch Jeter, is now at Notre Dame, Kai Kroger, they were scholarship guys right off the bat. Yep. Um, but his preference, he said, ideally, in an ideal world now, you know, you, you get quality walk-ons and develop them because that way you can get them in, not spend a scholarship, track their development, see how they perform when they're kicking a 50-yard field goal in front of 75,000, 80,000 people. Right. So we'll see what Joe D says on that. Uh, I'm not sure. But we didn't. That's one thing we didn't get an answer to today. 
Yeah, just kind of curious. And, and we'll have plenty of time to, to break this down more as we get into uh, into next week. Real quick, though, it is going to be an exciting weekend on the basketball front. Got men's team in action tomorrow. Take it on Georgia at 1 o'clock right here on the game. Pre-game coverage starting at 12.30. And then the women in action on Sunday taking on Ole Miss. Pre-game coverage at 1.30. Uh, game starts at 2 right here on the game as well. Women in action last night on the Plains out in Auburn. Clunky first half. That's a good Auburn defense that really seemed to make South Carolina comfortable, couldn't sink any threes in that first half, got it clicking in the second half and cruised to a 21-point victory to stay undefeated and get to that 20-win mark. Yeah, you know, I thought that was, like, actually a really nice win considering how things went in the first. They, they, weren't, hitting, they weren't hitting their shots. And then, uh, you know, like you said, dude, this is, like, statistically the top defense in the SEC, Auburn was. And so it's kind of top offense versus top defense. And Auburn... I thought did a good job. Like they were game for for South Carolina, number one coming in. But this team is just relentless, and they just come at you in waves. You you just never know who's going to have the go off game. And so fitting to two of our locals here from the Columbia area, Ashlyn Watkins gets the start because Chloe Kitts has an illness, and like basically closes in on her career highs in every statistical category that you can have is out there scoring in double digits, blocking shots, uh, getting re- uh, getting rebounds, steals. And, and then I thought Malaysia Fulwiley actually had one of her better games as well, man. Like she behind the back. Dude, her her just ball control is is insane. So but both of them were just on and you know, I, I thought kind of pretty obviously carried South Carolina to the win. Cardoso was good again, especially in the second half. And that that's, you know, on the road, the grind of the SEC has kind of kicked in. That that actually I, I thought was a pretty good win for this for this group. That that's that shows you how good this team is. They played I don't even know if that was a C game mm-hmm. for them. And I mean, they're in good. They're still in good shape at halftime. They win by what twenty something points. Yep. I mean, it's just it's absurd to play like that, quote unquote, quote unquote, poorly sure. and be able to win like that. Um, yeah, full Wiley's defense too, man. Yeah, I thought they played pretty well in the second half. Second half, they yeah, played second half once they kind of turned it on. So again, uh, in action coming up Sunday, taking on Ole Miss as they look to seem to build on what's already been a twenty win season in pursuit of another national championship. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show with Terry. Come next right here on The Game in Columbia, Florence, and Myrtle Beach. The 107.5 Game app and streaming on The Game TV. Sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.